purchase your tracks today. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Sean Serino here, back again with another Sean Talk. We have a special versus edition. The man you was waiting for, the host of the Dom Wild Sports Show, my guy. Wanted, I'm so glad I was able to have him join in. His name is Dan Borowski. Before we was able to battle out, before we battle out everything, bro, I just want you to introduce yourself, tell the audience about Dan, and also I just want to know, like, can you actually dunk a basketball, bro? I, I know you tall as hell. Like, you got to dunk. Johnny, how you doing, brother? It's nice to talk with you on your uh, program, finally. Thank you for the invite. I am so honored to be here with you. Uh, it, it, yep, I'm a host of the Dom Wild World of Sports, Dom Giordano Show uh, producer. I got my start with SiriusXM. Uh, I was a Howard Stern uh, intern, uh, then worked in Atlantic City Shore for a little while, doing uh, afternoons there. And then now I am working here at 1210 WPHD, where I got to meet you, had the pleasure of meeting you, and now I'm here, sitting here with you, and we're about to debate some sports, and I'm looking forward to it, man. All right. Oh, and can I dunk a basketball? I, I'm not dodging the question. No, I cannot. <laughs> uh, time in my life where I never could, actually. I've always been a, more of a fan than an athlete. I'm 6'8", Sean, uh, for the audience. But no, I am extremely unathletic, and no, I cannot dunk a basketball. I apologize. I mean, if we can get you a step stool, you think you could dunk on it at then, at Tom? Because, you know, it probably might put a couple uh, more heights on you and stuff like that. You look, could look, probably honestly, dunk right Sean, Sean, my, my, my fingertips are about three inches from the basket. So, yes, if you uh, give me a step stool, I probably could dunk the ball, but with my three-inch vertical, I still can't get it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hopefully next time, you know, we get to actually do a live record just to see you dunk the ball. Because I really think you could do one, maybe a windmill one day or between the legs. Because I think not, you could do something are, better I, than an All-Star I'm, game. I'm not overestimating my – no, you, you don't understand how unathletic I am. I, I am truly, incredibly unathletic. So, yeah, right. yeah we'll see. We'll see. We, we might have a game coming up. I, I was invited to play at a, a, a halftime or before the game at an upcoming Sixers game. Okay. And uh, I, Dom and I were debating it, but uh, it might be against police officers. And I don't know if I want to do that because, you know, those are grown men, but uh, it might be against seventh grade girls. So if it's against seventh grade <laughs> girls, we consider it, Sean. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm so unathletic. I'll embarrass myself and no. There's no way. I I don't think you can do anything to help me. I I don't think I'll ever be able to dunk a basketball. Oh man. Well, let's yeah. just let's yeah. let's let's dive in. Let's willing to talk about since you already brought about the Sixers. And uh, my first question I want to ask is: Is it fair to beer? Like, can we actually say people are going to be fearing the beard while he's playing with the Sixers? Are we really well, the real deal, bro? Look, man, I, I want to think so. I, you know me, I'm a huge Sixers fan. But the beard, when he came to the Rockets, he had 30-10. When he came to the Nets, he had 30-10. Every time he goes somewhere, dude, his debuts are incredible. He, he, he goes all out in these first couple of games, and then it kind of edges off. You know, we're in a honeymoon phase. Hopefully his honeymoon phase lasts us through the season, and then we get through the playoffs and get ourselves a championship. But – Look, we're, we're, we're dealing with a guy that has shown time and time again, Sean, and I don't mean to be that guy, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, mm -hmm. that he has uh, put other things before basketball similar to Ben Simmons. So, look, I, I want to get excited, but I think we kind of have to hold our horses here. It's one game. It was a fantastic game, 30 points, man. It was incredible. But Harden always does this. Every time he goes somewhere, he looks incredible up front, and then soon after he kind of – goes a different way, and then things get ugly. So he's back with Maury. Let's see how it goes. But 
I, I'm holding my horses right now, man. So I'm going to have to go a counter-argument against you. I think that personally, when it comes down to James Harden in his game, first thing first, like I said off the Don Wild Sports Show, James Harden's old. He's pushing his 30s. He don't have time to be out here messing with the girls, want to go to the strip club, throwing money on all the strippers and Not stuff like that. Not going to Delilah's, no? No, nah, I think that he's going to be perfectly fine because you know why? When you are hungry and you getting tired of being disrespected each and every single year, People are saying that you're not good. You, they, they're saying, like, okay, you're a, an intelligent basketball player, but you're just a regular season player. You don't want to be known as somebody like Chuck, you know, that doesn't have any rings. And sadly, you know, one of our all-time great AI that doesn't have any rings where people are going to categorize you as a regular season player. And I think that when James Harden was playing with Joel B, he sees how hungry he is. He sees that he wants to win this game title and he sees that he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that the Sixers succeed and go as far as they can I think that James Harden is not going to be acting like a punk I think he's going to be getting his ass up and he's going to want to play and he's going to push himself to the limit now you know yes we're going to have our hiccups where he's going to be shooting two for 25 three for 40 yeah that's what James Harden does sometimes but I feel like when when you look at somebody like Joel Embiid where you had to double team him every single time and he still was dropping 40 to now having James Harden on the team that has to get double team as well is going to make things more open and just like exactly what MB has said he said yeah this is the first time I felt open my entire career so when you have that ability and you have more other different options to help you become an asset I think that it's going to work out for him now like you said it's all how serious is James Harden James Harden got to be serious. He got to want to focus. He got to want to push himself to the limit. And I think he can do that. You're getting old, man. The strip club, watching the girls shake their butts and everything. All right, that's cool, but you're getting old now. Sometimes you got to start putting down that whole everything and just start getting yourself together to what you want to do for the rest of your career because you only have about another four to five years. How do you feel about that? Yeah, one of the things that impressed me uh, about him, too, was his, the way he distributed the ball uh, and, and the way he played defense, too. Uh, because we've always heard, and I've been a Harden hater. I'll, I'll be upfront and honest with you. I, I've not liked Harden most of his career because I saw him as a ball hog and I saw him as a lazy defender. Right. And he came out there Friday night and proved me wrong, man. He, he distributed the ball incredibly. That one laser pass down the, down the court to Maxi oh, yeah. was incredible, dude. And, and he was just doing those dump-off passes. One thing we got to work on as a team is, you know, Embiid was getting these trick, uh, these trick passes his way, these dump-off passes. Uh, off pick and rolls and he wasn't making the three-point shots or he wasn't taking the shot that's got to change but he's distributing the ball crazy Harden is and he's playing defense like I've never seen Harden play defense before it's almost like another fire has been lit under his ass mm -hmm. the question is is he is he gonna keep that up let's see man I, I I don't know if we can answer that tonight we can debate it all we want uh but his track record is a strip club guy a lazy defender uh, a ball hog so you know, he's playing with a new cast. It, it looks like he came to Philadelphia, not just for Maury, but he sees something in Maxi. He sees something in Embiid, and he wants to be that guy that kind of puts his arms around them and takes them to greatness. So exactly. let's see if he actually follows through on that. And, you know, as a Sixers fan, I'm really hoping it does, but uh, we, we got a strong East out there too, man. And I, I'm sure we're about to talk about that right now, but we're still, we're, we're still one of the, one of the three or four teams that can easily, 
be competitors for the title of the East. Exactly. And that's and that just drive into my next topic that I wanted to say, like potential finals matchups. Now, I wanted to I want to ask for your top three. So, you know, we only have a little bit of time. I want to ask for your top three finals matchup. And then on top of that, I want you to also input the teams that you feel that is more competitive to beat the Sixers. And then whatever your three teams are, I'm going to have a rebuttal for every counter argument to each team that I personally think that, you know, can be a little bit more competitive to the Sixers. So let's let's right, hear, so your, walk, let's so hear walk, your top three. Yeah, so walk me through this. You want the top three uh, championship first? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with the top three uh, championship first. All right, so uh, one, I would like to see, being selfish, I would love to see the Sixers in there against the Nuggets. You're talking, you're talking current. Like we're talking this season, not historic. We're talking this season, top yes. three, yep, what we yep. want to see. Currently, right okay, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I'd love to see the Joker versus Embiid. You know, that would be a great finals match, but I think we can both agree on that. I can agree with that, but the only reason why I would not be able to see that the Nuggets would make it, because Jamal Murray is – one of the biggest, uh, I'll call him the Robin to the Joker. Because, cause like, at the end of the day, like, the Joker needs Jamal Murray on that team. And as you could tell, like, Michael Porter Jr. is not really that it. And then on top of that, like, you don't know any of those other guys that can help bring them to that final. So I can't even really name anybody. Like, Will Barton, like, he's not going to be able to do it. So it's a very counter argument with the Nuggets. I think that the Grizzlies is, can be a more better competitive team that can beat them. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really, really good point. Um, but like, like Aaron Gordon, are you? Is everybody just out on Aaron Gordon at this point? I think he's ass. I'm sorry. I, he remind me of <laughs> he remind me of a better version of. Actually, I can't even say that. I think he he's a little bit better than Tobias Harris. Like, I think that when I look at Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon has the ability to really succeed and take himself to the further limits. But when you watch his game, he's very, very lazy. And that's the part that pisses me off because he knows he's not the best player on the team. When you saw him in Orlando, it wasn't nobody else on that team. So he had no choice but to do what he was supposed to do. Ever since he went to Denver, he haven't did a damn thing. And I can be honest with you, with every single time I watched him, he wasn't doing shit. Like, when you look at Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr. was able to step up during the clutch moments, during the playoffs, why they needed him. And then, as you could tell, when they was in the bubble, what Jamal Murray did. Now, you would have say, like, okay, they got Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon going to be a buck. But then when you watch him, he's not really putting himself into the limits that you think that he's going to be a competitive to want to win a yeah. championship. He's just too damn lazy to me. In my eyes, I think he's so lazy. That upsets me so much because that, that dunk contest between him, Giannis, uh, who was the Oladipo, and Levine was just absolutely incredible. I thought I think that was the dunk contest lineup that year. And I, don't I, think, thought yeah, all I think it was Obi Toppin that was doing that one with uh, Aaron, Aaron Gordon, I believe. I'm not 100% was sure. It, was it? Well, well either way, I, I had a lot of hope for the guy, and I, I was hoping he'd do well. And with Jamal Murray coming back uh, reportedly before the end of the season, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, same for him. I, I you know, I, I would like to. I, I'm honestly where that matchup comes from. The Nuggets versus Sixers solely comes out of the. I, I want Embiid to finally prove his dominance over okay. the Joker. I see what you mean. You know? Now it's more so like who's the best big man in the lead. That's what you're going with. Yeah, and and with all my with all my selections, I think I might kind of lean that way. More so matchups that I, I would be entertained by more so than what I think would honestly happen, gotcha. if that makes sense. Okay, okay, I see uh, what you mean. 
Um, another matchup I would love to see. Let's say, uh, let's say we go with the Bulls versus. I would like to see the Bulls versus the Grizzlies. Let's go breakout stars. Uh, you got DeMar DeRozan putting up MVP-type numbers. If you keep that up, I think he is the front runner for MVP. I see you put Durant up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think ja, ja versus DeMar, these two guys, DeMar being a guy who's been in the league and been kind of under the radar all-star material. Right. Going up, you know, a guy that's just emerging as, just an incredible. I, I I see Josh similar to like an Allen Iverson type. You you said Russell Westbrook was it? No, no, compared no. Him to? No, I compared Josh to D Rose before okay, D, Rose D Rose had messed up his before D Rose went through all those injuries. Like he's just so explosive. So I really do see him as like a Derrick Rose. And um, with that matchup that you're saying, you know what else? When you brought that up, it made me want to change that. Now, don't you think that John ja Morant? Yes. You know, John Moran can shoot the three a little bit more, but his game reminds you how, you know, DeMar DeRozan was when he was playing for the Raptors. Like, he was just so explosive. You couldn't guard him. He was just everywhere on the court. Like, Ja just had 36 tonight against the Bulls. That's the crazy part. You know, like, that's that actually just happened, and they won. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, just hearing that and watching both of them, like, both of those guys are explosive, and it will be probably a phenomenal, like, finals matchup if that can actually happen. But um yeah yeah and it's yeah, fresh and it's fresh. It. Look at the, the Bulls came out of like they, they made all those moves in the offseason, came out of nowhere to be contenders, mm-hmm. and then you got the Grizzlies who I, I think they were projected four forty one wins on the season or around that, and I think they're just around that right now. Uh, so it's halfway through. Like like look at that, it's crazy. We're at the All Star break, so uh, I, I would love to see two new teams in the finals, two fr- fresh teams. Um, De- DeRozan, though, I got to ask you, what is it on the Bulls? Why is he just shining now? He's always been, I think, underrated. I've always been pretty high on DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. but he's always kind of flown under the radar. He went to the Spurs. He was supposed to be that breakout guy for the Spurs. Never really turned out to be that. Right. What is it now with the Bulls that's making this happen? All right. So I'm going to go first with his beginning career when he went up against the Raptor. The reason why I personally think that DeMar wasn't really getting the type of respect because during that time when he was in the East, it was called LeBron's conference. LeBron was always knocking him out every single year. So when you go up against somebody like LeBron, that's like basically the epitome of that entire league, you cannot compete with him. You can't beat him. And it was a struggle because, as you could tell, you see DeMar had the best record multiple times. You've seen that his team was just playing so well, but I feel like he just couldn't get over that hump because he couldn't beat Brian. So then we fast forward when he got traded and he went to San Antonio when, when the Raptors finally broke up that whole entire team and they wound up getting Kawhi. You watch how he played in the Spurs. He could not form formulate with that an entire offense. Greg Popovich controls that team. He makes them play team ball. As you can tell, DeMar DeRozan is not a strictly team ball player. I call DeMar Kobe right now because, as you can tell, he wants the ball in his hands at the moment, and he wants to isolate. And that's why we are able to see him succeed so much moving forward on the Bulls. I feel like he has more free range. He has more the ability to take control of the team. And on top of that, he has the ability to – dominate whatever when it comes down to the fourth quarter he dominates what he wants to focus on his main focus is to win the game as you could tell he got fourth quarter he got the most points in the fourth quarter yeah. currently now in the league 
I just think that he just had more open range. And that's the main thing because I just think that sometimes when you look at the Mar game and you watch it, he reminds you so much of Kobe. And if he reminds you so much of Kobe, he has to have that same mentality and he has to have that same free range. When he, when he plays the mid-range mm-hmm. game and he takes you to the hole and he do whatever he has to do, getting the ball consecutively, yes, he might miss a couple shots, but then he's going to come back down and shoot. He doesn't have to pass it around to make sure everybody look better. I think that this is the reason why we're seeing the best of Rosen that we have seen because he doesn't have to worry about Bron no more. As you can tell, he's back in the East. And you remember when he was back in the East, he was running it. So as you can tell right now, it's like deja vu again. It's just no LeBron James. So I think that he can succeed even better and having guys like Vucevic and having Zach Levine. And then whenever Lonzo comes back, you know, and uh, even Alex Caruso, even though I can't stand his ass, but even <laughs> Alex Caruso, I could put him in that process. Once you have all those guys on there, they're young, they're up and coming, and they're athletic. And they're probably one of the most athletic teams that's currently right now in the East, and if not, in the NBA, in my eyes, bro. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking a lot for One of the comments that stood out to me that you just talked about was uh, Popovich and the way he kind of molds people into role-player roles and makes them stay there. And I just got a quick question, I, and we're supposed to be buying heads here, but I think we might agree on this one, too. Tim Duncan, do you think he was held back by Popovich? Uh, no, nah. I think that Tim Duncan, as he, as everyone knows him as Mr. Fundamental, I don't think he was never hold back. I think that he was able to express his full potential. Tim Duncan, one thing I can say about the Spurs before I go in with Tim Duncan, the Spurs is a team-oriented organization. They like to have everyone on the same page. Now, you fast forward, you look at Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was one of the most mellow chill guy everybody loves him in the lead no one doesn't have no issues with him no disrespect no none of that and you can see that he plays very well under a system now the real big question is and i want to flip it to you do you think that tim duncan will still get the same type of acolytes as being one of the best big men in the lead if he was put on another franchise like somebody like the sixers where he has no choice that he has to make a lot of shots that he has to take over the team. Do you really feel like Tim Duncan will still get those same type of acolytes playing on another team like the Sixers? Yeah. And and weirdly, I'm going to do a weird comparison here. I think Duncan is very similar to Harden in the sense that their basketball IQ alone could put them in any position and allow them to succeed. I, I think Duncan's rebounding combined with his IQ, uh, if you were to put him in any position, he's like the Tom Brady of basketball. I, I think he would do well. So, you know, I think Popovich is an all-time coach. He's a great coach. But I, I was suggesting if, if Duncan was given more freedom to do what he wanted to do, I wonder if Duncan would be allowed to succeed further. But you know what? I, I think you're right because he is Mr. Fundamentals and he is able to mold so much into the role. I, I want to disagree with you, damn it, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm going gotcha. to give you, give you my, uh, my underdog what I would love to see the most, but it's not going to happen. And I'll give you the one I think will probably happen. So the one I don't want or that I want to see the most, but I don't think will happen. I would love to see the Lakers turn it around uh, Davis, once he comes back, um, I don't think he's Westbrook back actually start. No, he's not coming back for a month or so. I think it's yeah. going to be a while, not to the playoffs. Um, and Westbrook somehow shares the ball and they turn it around and they make a run, get to the finals. 
and meet. Somehow, Mobley, they've, they've, Jared Allen, the Cavs make it to the finals, Ooh. and whoop LeBron James' ass. So you guys. With, with that homegrown Cavaliers talent. Ah, that's a whoop very, James very. ass. I got to give you. I hate LeBron James. I got to, I got to, I, I now got to give you a fantasy matchup now because you're bringing up some really interesting ones. But to go off of that one with the Cavaliers versus the Lakers, don't get me wrong, that would be great, but. We're, it's just sadly to say that we're not going to be able to see it, even if these guys turn it around, <laughs> just because Brian is carrying the team by himself. Westbrook, he's ass. Like, I'm going to call him Westbrook because he can't he's do a terrible. damn thing. He, he, dis- so he disappoints me every single time watching him. That you're, you're, first of all, you were an all-star, and you're shooting two for 20. Now, this is where I want to differ with that whole situation, and I wanted to ask you real quick. Like, do you really feel like Russ Brook is a top 75 player? Yes, some people are always going to say, well, it was the triple-doubles. But then we all know, personally, me and you know that he's a stats pattern. He's going to give you those triple doubles because he actually really <laughs> wants to get those triple doubles. Like it's not just what a coincidence you had a triple double. Like no, you saw him battle it out with Steven Adams. Like no, give me the damn ball. I want the ball. I want the rebound. And you saw him do all of that. Now in my eyes is that he's not a top seventy five player in my eyes. And a lot of people's probably gonna be like, oh my gosh, Sean, you're talking your ass off now. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Let me cut off this uh this podcast because how you gonna dare disrespect. Russell Westbrook. All right, before oh, before on, I get it. you before I get you to the point that you get upset, let me just explain this. The reason why I don't like Russell Westbrook is because he is the most inconsistent guy that's in the lead. He is so talented that he's a hustler. He works his ass off on his physiques, but he never worked on his game. <laughs> we see him every single time. He plays his heart out. Yes, he can give you 48 minutes, and he's running up and down the court at full speed, but he's going to give you 48 minutes of just straight bullshit. Sometimes he's going to shoot great. Sometimes he's going to shoot horrible. Sometimes he's going to turn over the ball a lot. Sometimes he's going to turn over the ball a little. You don't know what you're getting off of him. He's probably the least guy you want to bet on FanDuel. Let's just be 100% honest. So, I mean, to, to, to go back off of that whole entire question so I can ask you, do you feel <laughs> like Russell Westbrook is a top 75 player? And then on top of that, I want to give you my potential matchup after you answer that question. I don't want to go too far. So I'm going to just see what that top 75 is. Uh, you talking top 75 of all time? You yeah, the, yeah the one the one that they just did recently. <laughs> he's, he's surprisingly on the top 75, bro. Like, I don't understand this shit. <laughs> so get, get out of here. No, no. He, look, he was a guy that wa- wanted the ball and was on teams that gave him the opportunity to take the ball and do whatever the hell he wanted to. It's like Jamal Crawford. Remember Jamal Crawford back mm-hmm. when he, he would just jack up random shots? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what Westbrook was his entire career. His numbers were inflated because he's, he was the entire team. Uh, so, no, I, I'm looking at stats here. Just this season, um, he's the 28th worst field goal percentage in the league. Um, it, it, it's, it's not he, – he's shooting – he's turned it around. He's shooting a 44%. But there is one point I'm looking here that he was the eighth worst in the NBA with a 37 field goal percentage this season. You got to look at his turnovers, too. Yeah, he's been terrible. So, like, I I, I love watching SportsCenter and seeing the reaction of LeBron, Anthony, and uh, 
AADC and how they react to just Westbrook. There was one game I was watching where you you could just see the utter frustration in their eyes when Westbrook was running around in the second half and they were both sitting on the bench and they were whispering to one another, just talking shit about Westbrook. I would be talking shit about him myself. I would be like, bro, he's ass. That's it. That's exactly what yeah. the, I would be saying. And then uh, you, I know you heard about the rumors that stating that uh, they're mad at their GM because they didn't want to do that John Wall for Wesley Westbrook trade. Really. Yeah, so it was supposed to happen before trade deadline that Russell Westbrook was supposed to get so traded all, for John Wall. LeBron is LeBron the GM? I thought I thought GM was LeBron James. I thought, no? the, I thought the GM was LeBron James too, but I mean, supposedly it's this other guy. I don't even know his damn name. That's the funny part. <laughs> but he he's the main guy that sat there and said that he declined that trade. Now, in my eyes, yes, I could. I, I know me and you could both agree. John Wall and Russell Westbrook are the same players. They both can't shoot. They both inconsistent at some points. But one thing I can say about John Wall, John Wall has a little bit of a of a like a little bit of a leadership role on the court. I'm not saying off the court because Russell Westbrook looked like he's a very good guy off the court. But on the court, I, it seems like he know how to control and orchestrate the team. And I think that he could be a, a nice little help piece for Bron because Bron wants to do everything. But I feel like. John Wall, once it's the second string, he'll have a little bit more say-so and a little bit more control, you know. And and I think that John Wall would have been a great addition, but as you could tell, the trade didn't happen. So, oh, well, boom, blow it off. But uh, just to go off for my next final matchup, and, you know, we didn't get enough time to talk about so much stuff. It's so crazy. But we'll I wanted to, to talk yeah, man, about – Oh, yeah, we got to do it again, man. But uh, I wanted to talk about my – potential finals matchup and i want yeah. you to counter argue with this i believe mm-hmm. that in this 2022 nba finals if the Sixers play like how they supposed to be playing i think that is going to be the Sixers versus the golden state warriors and i i believe that if steph curry plays supposed to the way how he's supposed to play it will be a really good game six game seven and i you know i'm always gonna go with the Sixers, but it will be a really good nba finals do you feel like that can actually happen, or do you see another different team stepping up? Well, no, I think it could 100% happen. If we keep playing like we played Friday night, and obviously Warriors sitting there in second, I, I think they can easily you know, get to where they need to be as well. I, I think that could be a matchup that could happen. My, my number one matchup that I think will probably happen will be a rematch between the Suns and the Bucks. I think we're both pretty high on those, so there's nothing to argue about there. With the Warriors versus Sixers, let's go through the matchup. So it would be... Our, how our defense would match up on theirs. We would have Harden on Curry, mm-hmm. right? Well, um, no, I'll put Thibault on Curry. Really? You put Thibault on Curry? Yes. Harden, so Harden, 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 Harden on Clay? Hart, sadly, yeah, Harden's going to have to guard Clay just because Harden cannot guard Curry. And I think that you, we saw when, when Steph was about to break the record and they was trying to do it on us, uh, you saw Thibault yeah. did a really good job, you know, stepping up and – making it a little bit difficult for Steph to even shoot the ball as much as he did. And he shot horrible, and we won that game. So I think that Thiable will be that really good piece to guard because I, I, I would definitely see him starting. All right, so we got Thiable on Curry. We got Harden on Thompson. Let's assume that Draymond. Do you think Wiseman will be back? Yeah, I could say Wiseman will be back. But I think and he will I, be on minute restriction. That, you think he's going to be back? Say uh, Draymond? No, Andre Godala. Andre Iguodala, yeah, yeah, he'll be back. All right, so so let's say we got a starting lineup. We got Steph at point. We got Clay at shooting guard. Wiggins slides back to small forward. Who we got on Wiggins? 
Uh, I will put more so. Um, Tobias. Nah, Tobias is going to have to get guarded by Draymond. I and and the only reason why I put that on, I, I'll say that because Tobias is not really a good defender when he goes up against Forrest. Yesterday, when he when he went up against Andrew Wig, I mean uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards was putting his ass on skates. I don't want to see him be on skates in the entire finals. And yes. I don't got high hopes on Andrew Wiggins, but I think I think that Andrew Wiggins can have a breakout game, and they will probably like go off the energy if Tobias doesn't step up. But uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yes, yeah, Wiggins makes me nervous there. So, um, so I will put so for Wiggins, I would definitely say that. See, this is where it gets tough because Maxie's going to have to come off the bench. I will have the like it, it at the point is it makes you think like, do you want to focus on defense or do you yeah, want to focus on giving some offense? So I'm gonna be more so on the defensive side. I'll put Danny Green on Wiggins. All right, because that's where I was going with that. So you're gonna have a Green. You're gonna keep Maxie coming off the bench there. You're gonna have Green, Seibel, Harden. All right, I see what's shaping up here. You have Green there, and then if you have Wiseman there at center. There's absolutely no contest because Embiid will just dominate both Wiseman. If Green switches off, there's no way that Green can defend Embiid either. Exactly. So what do you got? Yeah. You got nothing there. So it, it's and Kevon Looney, he's not going to do anything he's against ass. Embiid. <laughs> he's yeah. ass. I'm not worried so, about him. So you're looking at a finals where Embiid puts up MVP finals MVP numbers easily, um, and we take it. So I would absolutely love to see it. Let's do it. All righty. Well, I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to counter it. I, it's. Yeah, this seems more like a Sean talks than a Sean versus, but uh, <laughs> man, we'll have to do both going in the future, and no, we, uh, we'll have to find some more contentious things to argue about. We got to, and this is the part. Like it just said that there's only been like 30 minutes, but you know, like I said, like hopefully I can have you on Sean versus and Sean talks because I I'm glad I had you on versus. We did had a little bit of rebuttal on this one. I mean, I I, I could I could definitely say like you had me scratching my head a little bit of situation, had me sweating a little bit, so I could definitely <laughs> say like it was a really good rebuttal. Yes, we could have had we had so much damn information, guys, just for the heads up. So don't be surprised that Dan will be back on for a part two. Who knows? It might be real we'll be soon. We're doing a long one, man. Let's. I, I could go another hour easily. I got. We're going to. Uh, God, this sounds so corny of me, man. We're going <laughs> ice skating tomorrow. Pretty oh, early in the morning. That's so nice. I gotta, that's nice. I gotta. I gotta get to bed pretty pretty soon. So. Alrighty. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, listen. Next, next time we'll be doing a longer one. I, I'm sure. That's perfect. Well, listen. Before we end off, I always like to end with a motivational quote, Dan. And uh, I always mm-hmm. like to give words of encouragement to my viewers, just to let them know that throughout their entire you know week, uh, amount of struggles that they go into, just let them know that they got to keep pushing through. So I want to ask you, what is your motivational quote for anybody that's listening? Man, I, I don't have one offhand. Let me let me think real quick. You could huh. talk about just keep pushing yourself to the limits. You could talk about, you know, another day, another dollar. You could say a lot of different things, you know, one step at a time, trust the process, keep pushing yourself, uh, be mentally conditioned. You know, it's a lot of different ones, whatever you want to talk about. I think uh, maybe a word of advice more than a word of motivation. Uh, there's a lot to be said about the line between pride and between shame and finding that line is a very important thing to find in life and never let either overlap but it's always important to have some form of shamelessness while keeping your pride Mm. so uh, it's some weird word of advice for you i don't know if it makes any kind of sense no i like it but uh hey man i I just want to say that uh, this might be motivating some people i hope it's motivating to you but uh, you have been absolutely freaking incredible. 
for uh, us at 12th and WPHT. You. you are one hell of a talent. And uh, listening to you here, man, I know you have just an absolutely incredible future, and I wish you the best. I'm sure I will be back often on this podcast, man, but uh, I'm very excited to see what happens with your career, man. It's, it's a very exciting thing, thing to see. Thanks, man. You're making me shed a tear. <laughs> thank you so much, <laughs> man. I really do appreciate you, Dan. Like I said, once again, thank you for joining in. And just for anybody else that wants to join in and be a part of Sean Talks, you are more than welcome to contact me on Facebook at Sean Serino or contact me on Instagram at S.C0918. Until next week, guys, thank you for tuning in to Sean Versus, and we're going to have some more heat. Till then, stay healthy, keep your mental right. Until then, guys, stay relevant. It's your boy, Sean Serino. <laughs>